Hello and welcome to Banking Transformed, the top podcast in retail banking. I'm your host, Jim Maroos, founder and CEO of the Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of the Financial Brand. Today, we're coming to you from the Financial Brand Forum in Vegas, the biggest event in retail banking. In October of 2021, Ally launched its biggest campaign ever, entitled, We're All Better Off with an Ally. You know, it's interesting, this campaign is an extensive of actually a campaign that involved athletes before that, that used the same thing to build on how important it was to have semi-pro athletes having sponsors that can help them achieve their goals. You know, when you look at this, as many banks and credit unions try to hit the same chord, they're there on behalf of their customers. The reality is, how do you establish yourself as actually doing what you're saying as opposed to just being like everyone else. My guest in the Banking Transform podcast is Andrea Brimmer, Chief Marketing Officer and PR Officer for Ally Bank. Andrea shares how Ally is hoping to become a primary financial partner when consumers look for somebody to partner and help them with financial wellness. So Andrea, you know, it's great to have you on the show. And, and it's interesting because anybody who's been listening to the show over any time or even written, read some of my articles realizes I have a personal story with, with Ally Bank. You know, I was shopping for a, a Jeep uh, probably four years ago now and used social media and used every mechanism possible to say, I'm buying a car. And I was thinking, what banks are going to, re- are going to respond? What, who's going to realize I'm in the market? Well, as you can imagine, every dealer, every manufacturer was all over me going, buy ours, buy <laughs> ours, buy ours. And only one financial institution said, you know, we'd like to help you reach your, your goal of money to buy a car. I even wrote a check on my personal bank for the down payment, knowing that this is a big bank that's doing scanning of checks, and they still did not respond. What is interesting, while I didn't go the path that would be most likely, which is directly Ally, it just so happened that when I went to the floor plan, it was still Ally who had my <laughs> business. So, you know, when I look at your career, you have, uh, I think, 25 years, 15 years at Ally. And before that, you were with, with an agency. You know, it's a big question, but over this long period of time, what has changed in marketing, in advertising, and most important, branding? Yeah, I, I, my team and I talk about this all the time. I would say that marketing has probably changed more in the last five years than probably in the hundred years that preceded that. And a lot of that has to do with um, just a number of confluences of events that have, have occurred. You know, one, I would say certainly digital acceleration of everything, and COVID definitely had even an amplified effect on that. Emergence of new technologies, um, whether it's VR, AR, social media platforms, um, you know, just all different ways that that consumers can uh, utilize technology to interact with brands. Um, I would say the power that the consumer has, yeah. which is very different than when we started in the business, right? You know, we used to kind of invite ourselves into the consumer's living room, so to speak, and now the consumer has to invite us into their lives. And they'll be more than happy to kick you out also. Uh, completely, and to share their opinion about what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what the customer experience was. So that has been, you know, certainly a massive change in terms of the industry. Um, and then I would say another big one is just this whole hyper-personalization and, you know, kind of to your point, um, trying to thread the needle 
between delivering the right level of personalization that consumers expect and not stepping over boundaries where it starts to get into territory that is that is too much and too invasive. And so all of those things have been massive changes in the business since I've started. Yeah, it's interesting because Ally is a digital brand yes. in the financial services industry. It's, it's kind of like a neobank in that you offer the full range of services and have done so for years. So it's, you're not a new entry to the marketplace, but as a marketer and a legacy, well, I'll say a legacy marketer, you know, we talk about embracing change and taking the risks and disrupting yourself and your organization. How do you stay on top of everything that's going on in the marketplace, but more importantly, all the tools that are at your disposal in the marketing field? You know, it became really apparent to me when I got this job as, as CMO that the world was changing very quickly. And as a digitally native brand, that we had to at least be leading edge, if not cutting edge. And that there was a certain expectation level that was required of us from the consumer relative to not only just the interaction of the experience with us, but also in terms of how we marketed and communicated to the consumer. And so I made a decision at that time that I was gonna allocate at least a third of my time to an aggressive learning agenda. And I've really stuck to it over the years. Um, whether it's going to conferences, whether it's reaching out to other brands that I admire, especially outside of the category, and understanding how did you think about this? How have you done this? Um, I'm a voracious reader. reader. I read a lot especially the trade publications. Um, again, when I see things that are interesting to me, I'll either read out, re reach out to the reporter that wrote it or reach out to the brand that did it. Um, I think just being in and of the media, um, you know, consuming the media and understanding it. Uh, I'm not posting anything on, on Twitter. I'm not doing any dance videos, but I'm on it every single day seeing what people are tool. doing. It's a great yeah. learning tool. So it has really been that learning agenda that has been key. And then I think articulating the learnings internally at Ally and taking reasonable risks to test into some of these emerging platforms and technologies so that we're ahead of it and not behind. You know, we, we talked about it before we went on the air. And one of the things that's really important to you, and, and you mentioned it, that your leadership really embraces investing, you use the word investing, in marketing and technology. And in the podcast, we have found big differences in organizations really based on leadership. And if your leadership is willing to embrace the change that's happening and is going to reinvest in, in the tools available, it makes your job a whole lot easier, I'd imagine. It does. And I would tell you as a CMO, I think it's really important to try and shape the narrative properly internally. Because the reality is that it's very easy for a CFO to say marketing is an expense. But if you can demonstrate the value of marketing and really change the narrative around investment versus expense, which is something that you know we did a long time ago and, and have been very aligned across the entirety of the C-suite on. And you know, I make no mistake, I'm very lucky. I have a great CEO with JB, Jeff Brown, who believes very deeply in brand as a strategic asset to the company, investing in brand growing brand and really investing in marketing and technology as our two largest investments. And so, you know, I don't take that responsibility lightly. And we are really focused on the right KPIs to demonstrate like brand valuation that we're delivering the value brand back to the company and to shareholders. On that subject, how do you measure success 
in experiences, because it's different now than it used to be, in experiences, in engagement. How do you keep, you know, how do you measure how much you're keeping that, that customer involved in the brand? Because the last thing you want is somebody like me getting a car loan and, and that's it. Right. Well, so we've got a number of different teams within my organization that um, have very robust data and analytics. So we brought in all our digital marketing, both our planning and our buying with a very uh, fulsome team that does uh, all of our data and analytics. They've built a, an amazing platform where all of the marketers across my organization and communicators can real time be in the data looking at it. We've got a very significant amount of consumer research that we do on a pretty continual basis that emanates out of our, our product teams. Um, and we work very closely with them to understand that. Uh, we look at things like social sentiment very, very closely. Wow, yeah. I think that's a great proxy for the reality in real time that consumers are feeling. And so I've got an entire social um, community management team within my organization that's in the data and looking at the trending. And interesting fact for you, our social media positive sentiment is in the plus 90% range. The financial services category averages in the mid to low 30s. So we're yeah. three times the category. And then the last thing, honestly, Jim, is brand valuation. So brand finance produces a brand valuation mm -hmm. study every year. We always participate in that. Um, when I took over this role, our brand valuation was 700 million. Last year it was two and a half billion. So we've had a pretty good runway. And I think that's one of the big factors that we use, especially when talking with the board about investment and marketing. It's interesting because people know what Ally is. They know who Ally is. But how do you differentiate in a marketplace that's continually in, in flux, where everybody's blasting out things digitally or non-digitally out there. And everybody seems to, if you kind of squint a little bit, saying the same thing. I mean, how do you differentiate Ally? And, and what is the process you say, here's what we have to do differently than everybody else who's saying the same thing as we are. Yeah, I think the way we differentiate emanates out of deeds, not words, first and foremost. It's kind of like your Jeep story, right? Yeah. Um, I think for us, it's doing things, not just saying things. And once you have a very differentiated customer experience that people are reliant on and can see and there's authenticity in it, then you have the latitude to make statements like, we're all better off with an ally or our tagline, do it right. and. You know, we've always, I think the hallmark for us has always been this extreme bravery in marketing. We've always tried things. We've always been out there. And I've never said, I want to be, I want our company to be the best financial services marketer. That's never been the challenge to the team. It's always been, I want to be. the bar very high sometimes. Yeah, I yeah. want to be one of the best marketers, yep. any brand, period. And that's really the bar that we hold ourselves against. And I think in many regards, we've achieved it. And But it starts with the fact that we do things that are very different. And so it gives us a lot to talk about in terms of values of the brand. Well, you, you talk about the differentiation. You had a recent interview with um, our team at the financial brand. And one of the topics you talked about is, is that you use levity. I mean, you use, I wouldn't say humor exactly, but real slice of life, humorous, and to, you know segments to talk about how you can reinforce that we want to be your ally. What? How was that decision made in a COVID environment where 
things were pretty serious. Yeah, I think we've always been a brand that's had a clever wit. And we wanted to connect, we've always connected emotionally with people. I am a big believer that we fall in love with brands for reasons that we can't explain. Yeah. It's an emotional purchase. I mean, why do we buy things that cost 10x what you know the next closest competitor right. might? Because a brand says something about you. It's a reflection of who you are and, and what you are about. And so um, I think connecting on a deep emotional level has always been really important to us. And during COVID, you know, we really took a little bit of a step back and said, we've been a pretty aggressive brand relative to um, kind of taking on the banking category. People really weren't in the mood for um, brands to fight one another. And instead, I think we started to take on this tone of, let's talk about what's important to you right now in this moment in time. And that's people coming together. That's having an ally. That's having somebody have your back. That's great stories about the way that we're coming together. And that really was a pivotal shift that we made that led us to better off with an ally. It's interesting. We Part of the element that you have to do is you have products. Right. And I talk about quite a bit about the fact that a lot of organizations say they're going into digital banking. They're doing digital banking transformation. But then when you try to open an account, it, it takes 15 <laughs> minutes and you go, that's faking digital. Right. How do you work with your product team to make sure that they're able to deliver against what you're saying? Well, we have a pretty unique process at Ally. So first of all, because we've always been digitally native, it's just in our ethos, right? We have um, something called TM Studios, which is um, an off-property innovation lab. And we do um, really rapid prototype innovation there. And what's really cool about it is that the teams go out, it's empathetic-based learning. And so the teams go out really out onto the streets and they talk to people about pain points that they have in their financial experiences. And then they come back into the studio and they ideate around that. And then they have a week to come to um, to an innovation. And then we do rapid prototype testing on that. And then it, once it gets cleared for approval, it goes into back into Ally Proper, into our technology team for execution. And so I think just that spirit of innovation is such- Sounds like it's an iteration as well. It's yeah. not, not like the next big thing. Right, exactly. And so a good example of that is our savings tools, right? We've always had a great savings account, but with our savings tool, the insight was many people said, I'm saving for a variety of things. And I have to open multiple savings accounts, a wedding account, a car account, a vacation account. So instead, when we heard that, what we created was our smart savings tools. And now you open one savings account, but you can create multiple buckets within that, label those buckets. And then for me, think about that. That's a wealth of data. So now I've got two and a half million consumer buckets that have been created with an ally. And I can look at Jim and say, Jim's saving for his next new car and he's ready to get out of his Jeep because I see that in his bucket and I can deliver you the right types of content yeah. that can help you get there. So it's this amazing ecosystem of innovation that threads through product ideation to technology delivery to marketing execution. Well, it's interesting because a lot of relationships at Ally are started from the loan side. Mm-hmm. And you don't get a whole lot of data from that as much as you would get from a checking account or a credit card or debit card. But your buckets, it's interesting. I'm just thinking about that. It's like the old envelope system that I grew up with at my family. <laughs> and everybody set aside, you know, this is the putt-putt night or whatever it may be. But as you're learning more, that's a, that's a learning tool. And that allows you, I would imagine, to really be there when the customer wants you to be there 
proactively and reminding them, by the way, you're, you're falling off your goal. Right. And, you know, the other thing that we do is we've got a whole surprise and delight strategy. So oftentimes what we do is when people are close to their goal, we'll drop some money in their account and congratulate them. We, we are big believers in, from a CRM perspective, not just pushing product at you all the time and oftentimes using CRM to deliver you content or um, one of the strategies that we've got within CRM is we will shoot you an email and say, Jim, you're doing a great job. You know, you're $500 within your goal. Don't give up. Keep going. So we recognize what you are saving for and we encourage you. And now we've created a badge system so that once you hit your savings goal, you can take a badge and put it on your social media site. So again, it's like creating this human relationship. An ally. Yeah, an ally. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. not just pushing product down people's throats all the time. So let's take a quick break right now and recognize the sponsor of the podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Microsoft. See how Microsoft can help unlock new opportunities at speed and scale through innovative business processes, delivering differentiated customer experiences across channels, innovating new products and services, and redefining new ways of thinking. Find out more at Microsoft.com backslash financial services. So welcome back to Banking Transformed. I'm joined today by Andrea Brimmer, the Chief Marketing and PR Officer at Ally Bank. We've been discussing how Ally Bank is standing out in a marketplace that's completely involved with a lot of financial institutions, all saying somewhat the same thing. So, Andrea, we discussed your personal journey and how the introduction of a strong brand message at Ally Bank is so important. And I wondered, you know, when you look at what you do on a daily basis, how do you determine the channels to use in a marketplace where there's never enough money? No, there's not. And it's the most complex media ecosystem we've ever seen in our time, right? You think about even just you look at the proliferation, even within CTV, and all of the different choices that consumers have, and so many of them um, in an ad-free model where you can't even reach them, that right. you know that that um, is a whole nother conundrum. So I think for us, look, we put in a tool called multi-touch attribution, and we now have the ability to measure the contribution of every channel relative to its conversion rate. And we are optimizing into the best channels for us all the time. We have a strategy that is really built around um, what we call visibility, continuity, and fluidity. And the visibility is really those big media moments mm -hmm. that keeps Ally in front of people. So think about things like an Adele concert special or um, you know, big bowl games or those kinds of things or sponsoring something like Welcome to Wrexham in the CTV space. And then the continuity is what are the channels that we have to be in to be where the consumer is actually shopping for our product to help drive them further down the funnel. Largely those tend to be digital and social channels. And then the fluidity is having a little pot of money so when those last minute big opportunities come through that you've got some flexibility to get into that and that's really helped us we're at our highest awareness level in the history of our company right now we're at our highest level of consideration in the history of our company right now and we've reduced our media volatility by over 50 percent so the strategies really helped us in terms of being a great bedrock to go back to so I know you use agencies and, and as every large organization does, but 
in the banking world, a lot, there's a lot of providers out there that are the best in their little segment of what you do. Right. Do you build most of what you do in a marketing and a product area internally? Or do you also use partners outside of Ally to make you the best of the certain things that it's just sometimes hard to be the best at everything. Yeah, a combination. I'm, I came from the agency world, so I'm a big believer in the agency model and a big believer in the power of what agencies do better than in-house work. So in-house, we've got digital planning and buying. We've got all of our content creation is in-house. A lot of our data and analytics is in-house. All of our creative is really external. So we use Anomaly in New York, who's you know one of the best in the in the business as our lead creative agency. Mediacom we use for our media agency, and then we've got Translation, which is really more of what we call our kind of our cultural and diversity agency. They've done a lot of great work for us in that space, um, and MKTG, who we use for our uh, our sports marketing, which we've built out a really big footprint. But I really think it's build core competencies that are going to give you the best ability for speed to market, differentiation, and the best uh, ability to own your own data and analytics. And so that's what we've done internally. And then use external agencies that are best in breed that are going to have a much larger ability to be closer to the consumer than you do just because of the breadth and the depth of the staff they have. You know, it's interesting. We, we've seen a lot of situations where a lot of fintech firms right now are not getting the funding, but that's more of an economic decision. We've also seen some very major brands that try to get into banking and they found a lot harder than they thought it was going to sure be. Is. And we can, we can name some companies. How does Ally continue to try to become that core provider in a marketplace that people have a very sh long memory and a very short patience now for things that aren't going their way. How do you make sure that they put you in the decision set of who to go to, but on the other hand, for customers you already have, how they don't look elsewhere? Yeah, I think it's this maniacal focus on a customer obsession. And if you think about when we launched, we launched and we're very, we were very different at the time than anybody in the financial services category, right? And, and that was the whole premise of the birth of Ally, was to solve for customer pain points in a category that largely didn't care about customer pain points for, you know, the hundred years. Commodity. Right, yeah. very commoditized, but also I think a category that felt like the consumer had no other choice, so where were they gonna go? And that was really the premise of Ally was they do have a choice. And instead of being apathetic about your money, you should be emotional about your money. It's your most important asset in your life. And so this maniacal focus on solving for customer pain points and then obsessing over the customer on a consistent basis, I think is really how we've differentiated ourselves. And then from a marketing perspective, I think what we've done is we've engaged people on an emotional level by making money a safe conversation. Money's a daunting conversation. Most people don't wanna have it. And so whether it's using gamification to teach you about financial literacy, whether it's building worlds in Minecraft for middle school aged kids to learn about money, or turning six cities in America into giant live monopoly games so people could, you know, Hasbro reached out to us and said, congratulations, in our hundred year history, you're the first bank that figured out we're a game about banking, yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah. so, you know, doing those unique things that take banking, which is kind of a boring and daunting category for Something people to want to interact do, with, not right? want to do, yeah. And make it fun and make it engaging. And 
that's been the secret sauce. Well, it's interesting because you just described a whole lot of entities. None of them are sales. No. They're building engagement, which I talk about quite a bit on the show, that that basically we talk about customer experiences. That's more like satisfaction. It's a little, it, yes, we want to have a good experience rating. At the end of the day, though, we want people to come back to our site over and over again because we're providing them value. Not because they have to. Right. Because they want to. What is your today, what is the biggest challenge that you face at the head of marketing of a very major finance entity that seems to be on the cutting edge, but, you know, you pull back the sheet and say, well, it's not all that, you know, good things and roses, but I, I'm just wondering, what's the biggest challenge that you have today? I would say the relentless uh, competitive landscape and the massive tech investment that goes into the big money center banks, as well as a lot of the fintechs, right? The pace of competition is staggering. The a number of new entrants, the people, you know, we sit in this really interesting space. You've got the big money center banks over here that are definitely very different than Ally, but have, you know, really good digital chops and big pockets, right? You've got the fintechs that are over here that are really more of, um, focused in one area or another area. They don't have the totality of full-scale financial services. And then you have us that kind of sits in the middle, that's full-scale digital financial services that feel more like the fintechs, but have the entire portfolio and experience of the big money center banks. And so we sometimes get squeezed in the middle of, these guys do a lot of really good stuff when it comes to technology. These guys can outspend us 10X if they really want to in a certain space. And so how do we just stay consistent, persistent, leading edge, engaging, and really continue to like obsess over the customer and create that point of differentiation? That's the biggest challenge. So we sit down here three years from now, how is Ally going to be different than it is today? You know, I think that um, there are a lot of spaces like um, Metaverse, you know, web not even Web 3.0, but Web 2.5 mm -hmm. and where that's going and how that will impact customer experience. I think that, that will probably be an area where we'll be different. I think um, a much broader digital tool set than we have today, building on the success of things like those savings buckets yeah. that I talked about. There's a lot of new tools that are coming out that um, I can't talk about yet, but are really differentiated and, and will be um, really significantly different for us. Um, you know, I, I would say, I would have to think there's gonna be, again, more massive change in terms of the media landscape. So potentially even the way that we go to market will be very different. Um, and then even just in our biggest business, as you look at the emergence of things like EV, direct-to-consumer lending, you know, uh, what's gonna happen in the dealer space over time, those will probably be all pockets of, of you know, differences, po pockets of differences that we'll have to evolve towards. Job that's never done. No, it's not. No sleeping in this job. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we have quite a few listeners of all sizes of organizations. You're an observer of the marketplace from the standpoint of, who your competitors are and what they're doing. What one suggestion do you give a financial marketer who may be not on the cutting edge, but on the startup of that? What, what should they focus on in 2023 more than anything else? Well, what I would say is focus on what's authentic to your brand and to your company. I think too often 
marketers try and exploit an area that is not authentic to them. And it gets them down a path that um, leads them to just a pray and spray type of strategy. And so really zero in on what's your real value proposition? What's your true point of differentiation? What is really authentic to you? And then what's the best way that you can bring that to life? You don't have to have big budgets. Look, I, my, our share of voice compared to the money center banks in terms of pure spend is 2%. So we've been duking it out pretty well in terms out, of- Out punching your weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And we talk about that all yeah. the time. Punch above our weight. That's been a big part of our strategy. And so I would, I would tell people, focus on that. What's authentic to you? What feels true to your value proposition in your brand? And where can you really outperform everybody else? And just focus on that and go at it and go at it and go at it. And, and I'm going to go back to one of the, fir- the very first thing you said and keep learning. Absolutely. You know, we, we take it for granted, but if you keep on doing what you've done in the past, you're going to keep on getting the results you've had in the past. And that's not going to be acceptable in today's marketplace. No. And you and sometimes you have to resist temptation. You know, there are times where the latest flashy technology thing comes out and you're like, oh, I got to rush to that and jump in. But you can also rush to failure. And I think you've got to really step back this is a space where consumers will figure you out if you're pretending faster than any place, right? And so you've got to step back, really understand the space. What's your value that you're going to bring to somebody by being there? And that's one of the big things we've thought a lot about. Like, what's the value we're going to bring to somebody by jumping into the metaverse? And if we don't have a well-constructed strategy around what that value proposition is, there's no point to just jump in for the sake of being able to say, oh, we were one of the first banks in the metaverse. Nobody cares. But when you're giving some a value and there's that exchange that's when you get to kind of what i call marketing gold so that would be another one resist temptation to to go towards the shiny objects andrea thank you so much for being on the show it's been a pleasure because what's interesting is you really you really are combining legacy thinking with modern technology and modern capabilities and you know ally being a, a legacy what i'll call legacy digital bank which is hard to put those words together <laughs> but it really is right. it, it's interesting because you know you have some of the same challenges you, you're not going to beat the big banks right at spending it's it's finding those pockets of opportunity absolutely it's a pleasure to be on thank you for oh, having thank me you i appreciate so much. it appreciate that thanks take care Thanks for listening to Banking Transform, the winner of three international awards for podcast excellence. If you enjoyed today's interview, please be sure to take some time and give our show a five-star review. Also, be sure to catch my recent articles on the financial brand and the research we're doing for the Digital Bank Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our producer, Leah Hassage, audio engineer, Dave Douglas and Sean Roll Hoffman, and video producer, Will Pritz. I'm your host, Jim Roos. Until next time, remember, consumers and small businesses aren't looking for products. They're looking for a partner trying to reach their goals in a really confusing financial marketplace. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. 
Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.